Welcome back to Animal Wise, the podcast where from playful to profound, we bring animal wisdom to your world. I'm Lauren McCall, based in the beautiful seaside town of Torquay in Devon, and I'm a podcaster, author, teacher, and founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy. And I'm Bertha Eddington, also a podcaster, digital marketing professional, and animal lover based in beautiful San Diego, California. Well, here we are, the final episode for this series. And boy, has it gone by fast. We've covered so many topics. Yes, we've, we have. And, you know, in thinking past the season, through the past mm-hmm. season, um, one of the main takeaways from me has been the harmony between nature, animals, and hopefully, often, as we found people, Um, It's been a great season and glad to share those lessons. And I know people have appreciated. Thank you for your kind Mm -hmm. comments. And now we have a bonus for you today. Yay! Uh, Yes, yes. Our regular listeners will know how much we really wanted to hear from you about the relationships you share with your animals and hear about your stories. So in this final episode, we are going to share three stories sent in by listeners. Yes, that's right. So this first story features Anne and her horse, Buzz. As you will hear, Anne will tell us how she trained Buzz herself and about the bond of trust that grew between them and how that bond ultimately transformed their relationship. Hello, my name is Anne. I live on the west coast of the United States in Oregon. Gosh, it's so difficult for me to choose what animal to speak about. All of my past and present animals are all so equally special to me. But I wanted to share my relationship with my current riding horse, Buzz. He was not quite three years old when I bought him at the racetrack. So by far the youngest horse I've ever had. And I took on all of his training myself which of course includes, you know, introducing him to the big wide world out there. Um, all of which I had never done before with such a young horse. Um, that was almost four years ago. And what I wanted to share was this transformation in our relationship. That's just been so meaningful and, and important to me being so young. When I first got buzz, it was a bit like raising a child. Um, I was teaching him and showing him everything. And more often than not, he was a little scared of things, a little timid and a little lacking in confidence. Um, For instance, out on trail rides or when I was teaching him to jump or we were going somewhere new. So I always had to be the cheerleader and the brave one and the you've got this buzz, you can do it um, person for him, which was great. I loved, loved that role. What's was so interesting this past year is all of a sudden the roles switched and it was so surprising to me and so amazing. I first noticed it last January when we went to a jumping clinic and mini horse show a couple hours away from where we live and we went all by ourselves The first day was the clinic. It went great, wonderful instructor, super confidence building. But there was one jump we didn't get to jump that day during the clinic. And of course, it was the biggest and scariest looking to me. And I obsessed about it. 
and was all worried about jumping it the next two days at the horse show. And uh, Buzz, of course, read all this in me. And so we went in to the horse show the first day. He refused the jump. He stopped at it multiple times and never did get over it. And I was so upset that I had not been the leader for him and the confident one and the brave one and helped him do this, that I had done the absolute opposite. And I was so upset with myself. In fact, so much so that I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't make any matters worse here and I should just, we just pack up and go home. And I decided to um, maybe give it a little mini one more try. And I got up extra early the last day and went out there before the horse show started and tacked him up and got on him. And what was instantly so remarkable to me was he was radiating confidence and excitement and happiness. I could literally hear him saying, this is going to be so much fun. We have got this. It's going to be great. Don't be nervous. This is going to be amazing. And gosh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Um, It was. We went in and did our rounds and it was super fun. And he just felt so confident. And it it gave me confidence. I didn't have a moment of nervousness or hesitation. And that was just the biggest takeaway of that weekend for me was this remarkable shift in our relationship for me being his instructor to him now truly being my equal partner in the sport, um, which, is, which is what we strive for. And it was so beautiful to see that happen and feel it and experience it. it. It was amazing. And it's just continued to build between the two of us ever since. Um, quick little explanation of Buzz. He's bay in color with a tiny star on his little forehead. And he's the sweetest soul in the whole world and has a wonderful sense of humor. Thanks so much. That was wonderful. And this next story is very short and sweet. Marsha talks about her cat, who she got as a timid, shy kitten, who was the runt of the litter. The kitten grew to be as mighty as her name, K-Rex. And I can tell you there was a whole lot of love there. My name's Marsha, and I want to tell you a story about my kitty, K-Rex. When I first saw K-Rex, she was about two months old, tiny and shy, the runt of the litter, and being stepped on and knocked around by her litter mates. Seeing that, I gave her the name K-Rex because I wanted her to be strong and brave and confident, and I knew a big name would help her. And you'll see how she grew into that name. I came home one day with a teepee that was over six feet tall and five feet wide. My idea was to put the teepee up as a meditation space within my living room. But because it took up over half the living room, I was only going to put it up occasionally. I decided to test it out, and of course, K-Rex helped me put it up, like she helped me with everything. But I quickly realized that I had a problem. 
I had actually helped K-Rex set up her teepee. As soon as it was up, she immediately went inside and laid across the entrance, effectively keeping me out. And if I tried to move the teepee or take it down, she'd run inside and just stare me down. So there was no, there was no way I could get it, get it down at that point. So it stayed up all the time, and she used it for whatever struck her fancy. One of her favorite things to do when she was in it was to go to the edge, crouch down so she could peek out underneath. She would crouch there poised. Suddenly, she would ambush me, leaping out the second she saw me walk by, scaring me half to death. She loved to do this as I was getting ready for work, preferring to do it over and over because I laughed every time. K-Rex has passed on, but her spirit is still with me, sometimes advising me and sometimes making me laugh out loud by reminding me of her antics. I love that. And I have heard so many animals talk about how the name that they are given or called influences their behavior and even how, um, even how they feel about themselves. So be mindful of what you name your animal family members because they are paying attention. Well, and it really works for the same for people, doesn't it? I mean, that's why you can hurt people's feelings by calling them names. And even why people mm-hmm. to choose their given names at some times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, and that brings us to our final story, which happens to feature another horse. Uh, Marina talks about how the kinship between her and her horse Sadler helped them to stay connected in this world and the next. My name is Marina. I live in New York City. And the animal I want to share today is uh, my horse, Sadler. She was a beautiful thoroughbred off the track. Her color is, some people say she's black, but it's kind of the darkest, darkest chocolate brown black, absolutely gorgeous, with no white on her at all. Um, I grew up with horses, and I had lost a horse before I met my husband, and after we were married, he knew that, that I loved horses, and so he bought Sadler for me. I had taken lessons because I couldn't ride anywhere, and, and anyway, I just thought I'd take lessons, even though I didn't really need lessons, but it was my way to ride. And I found Sadler that way. She was a lesson horse that no one could ride because you had to be able to ride to ride her. (laughs) Thoroughbreds are like that. And I, I fell in love with her. And so, um, we bought her and Sadler and I did everything. We jumped fences and did dressage and tried to do trail rides. She really wasn't very good at trail rides. Um, But um, then after some years, my husband and I divorced and uh, the situation changed. And financially, I had to move her out of the barn that I had her at because it was, I I couldn't afford it. Um, So 
she was quite a ways away from me, but she was safe. It was a retirement barn. She was with show horses, um, retired show horses. But I, I just wasn't able to see her. And yet, I, I always felt this connection, this kind of a, an, an ache is the only way I can describe it. And then when I'd see her, it was, we would, we were like just rejoicing to be with each other. It was, it was wonderful. But last year she developed lymphoma and last month she passed away. And, uh, it was, it was very sad. It's always sad to watch any animal decline, but certainly a large animal is very difficult. And when she passed, I felt this incredible calmness. And even though I, I'm, and I'm still dealing with it, I felt that she, that was her way of letting me know that she was not in pain anymore and she had she had glided into the next incarnation or hopefully back to her soul family and i feel connected to her in a different way i i don't have lauren's gift to be able to hear animals but i feel a deep strong sense of her in the middle of my chest, and um, and I and I know I always will. <laughs> Funny thing is, I have a cat and a turtle, <laughs> and since Sadler passed away, both of them have really rallied around me. So I don't know. Maybe she's telling them to help me out during this time, but I'll always, always miss her. Always feel. I wish I could have done more, but I, I feel that she'll always be with me. We have heard so many wonderful stories this season about the bond between humans and horses. We certainly seem to have a very, very special relationship, humans and horses, that is. And Marina's story just reinforces that. I am so happy for both she and her companion that they can still feel the connection. Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful thing and a lovely story. And whether you have a companion animal in your life or just love to observe animals in nature, you will know that animals have the ability to transform our lives by their presence, their ability to be in the now, and through the unconditional love that they can offer. I believe, we believe, that the world would be a better place if we would allow more loving animal wisdom to guide us and to give perspective to our lives. Mm -hmm. It is up to us to protect those precious beings who ask nothing more than to be allowed to thrive in their native habitats and to live out their lives in peace. Thanks for caring along with us, and please do share these messages with your friends and family so that together we can all make this world a better place. Well, that's it for us for Season 3. Please continue to share Animal Wise with your friends. After all, we need a little more animal wisdom, all of us. 
And from the two of us at Animal Wise, we wish you and your loved ones the veriest happy, very happiest of holidays. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.